For those of you who don't know who I am, um, Ruth Thomas, I'm the CEO of World Hope International. And uh, World Hope International works alongside the Wesleyan Church around the world, providing the humanitarian and compassionate arm of discipleship. And um, you'll hear a few stories of that along the way. But today I, I, I want to talk to you about the fact that generosity is not a number, it's an attitude. And uh, a couple of weeks ago as I was preparing this message, in fact, um, we were, I was getting ready to preach it up at Nambour and the night before we stayed so that we didn't have to get up at six in the morning and travel up, we stayed overnight up at Wombai and uh, the place we stayed at, the Airbnb, was less than what we, well, our expectation was. And uh, it was an uncomfortable sleep and through the night my attitude was not very good. And I was preparing in my mind the review I was going to place on Airbnb. And God goes, Ruth, what are you preaching about? What is this sermon? I was like, oh, okay. I get to travel. I, here in Queensland, we get to meet together and I get to go to churches and preach. In some parts of our own country, we can't do that today as yet. And, and it's very difficult in other parts of the world as well. Um, with COVID. And, and here is a, com- is a couple that are trying to do a business in this difficult time of this pandemic. And I need to have the attitude of generosity that I am helping them to earn an income and I have a shelter over me through the night. And so I had to change my attitude. So I want to talk about generosity being an attitude, not a, not a number. And today we're going to look at... Um, the scripture today we want to I want to talk to you about Abraham one of the patriarchs in the bible Abraham was was the first of the hebrew patriarchs that we actually read about in genesis and Abraham left his home in Ur in Mesopotamia because God told him to go and begin a new nation in a place that God hadn't actually told him about yet and he later learned that that was Canaan And as we read the story of Abraham, we see that many times, most of the time, he obeyed God's command without question. And throughout his life, God had promised him. There were were instances in his life that we read about that God promised him that his seed um, would, would inherit the land, that he would be the father of many nations But in this scripture that we're about to read, God had not fulfilled that promise as yet, and he was still waiting. So if we could go to the scripture there, Genesis 18, 1 to 8. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and there he saw three men standing by. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and he bowed low to the ground. He said, if you have found favor, if, sorry, if I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servants by. Let a little water be brought and then you may all wash your feet and rest under the tree, under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so that you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they said, do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent and he said to Sarah, Quick, get three seas of of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and he selected a choice tender 
uh, calf and gave it to the servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and he set these before them. And while they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Now Abraham was 99 years old at this time. He had lived a full life up till now. And he'd received the promise from God God previously that he would be the father of many nations and have many descendants, as I've already said. But this had not come about. Generosity is not a number, it's an attitude. To have the attitude of generosity, we need to be expectant and look for opportunity. So it was the heat of the day. Abraham's sitting in the doorway of his tent. He's not lying under the fan somewhere in the shade or, you know, having some servant child fan him. I don't know if he did that. I'm just making that up. But he's sitting in the doorway of his tent looking out, looking for opportunity. And he notices the three travellers. Now, in that time, there were not many inns or accommodation places along that, that very remote route. So it was common that travellers would be hosted by families and uh, given refreshment along the way. So Abraham was sitting there looking for an opportunity to be a blessing. And even though it was that expected custom, we see Abraham in his old age, he ran to those travellers. And, and I guess that it possibly was not seemly for a gentleman like Abraham to be running, but he ran to greet them. And he invited them to stay for food and and water. And he told Sarah to quickly bake that bread. He had a posture of expectancy and he was looking for someone to be a blessing to. At World Hope, we seek to empower and collaborate with grassroots community to effect sustainable change in, in partnership with the grassroots communities. One of our ministries in the Philippines is with the minority group called the Age Tribe. Our child sponsorship program um, enables, within this community, enables children with school fees and uniforms so that they can attend school. This school that they attend was established and is actually run by the Wesleyan Church of the Philippines. Now, these children had to walk some distance to get to the school, to to get to and from school every day. And part of the journey included walking through a river. To do that, what they'd do is they'd wrap their uniforms and their school books and their shoes into a plastic bag, and when they got to the river, they'd stick it on their head and they'd walk across, and then they would change into their uniform and shoes and go to school, and on the way home that it would be reverse. And the little ones would be carried by either older siblings or parents so that they could attend school. This community where we, we do have a Wesleyan church, they came to World Hope and said, we want our children to receive an education. We see it as very important. But there's a barrier 
which makes it very difficult for them to attend school each day. And it's not even safe when the river goes, when, the, when it rains heavily and the river rises, the kids can't even get to school. So they said that they had discussed it as a community and they had actually drawn up plans to build a bridge. They told us that they could provide the labour from the, the people within their community, but what they really needed was money to purchase the material to build the bridge so that their children could attend school in safety. Well, to us at World Hope, it was an absolute no-brainer. And, of course, we said yes. We got some of our donors on board and funded this bridge that you see here in this photo. It's a physical bridge which provides safe passage for these children to attend school. But it's also a bridge of opportunity. Education provides an individual with an opportunity. And as Nelson Mandela said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. So at World Hope, we're always looking for opportunities to empower communities. And our donors partner with us in that. With the global pandemic, we've had to make some changes. But we are fortunate that most of our staff Our country staff in the Philippines are Philippine nationals. And when some of the schools shut, our staff were able to um, go and support the families with home learning, um, taking books and resources to students in their homes while providing education. Of course, they had to use that bridge to provide that. Along with, um, sorry, along with education about COVID and um, essentials like soap that we were able to take to them to help them to maintain um, a healthy community. Together we're expectant and we're looking for opportunities to minister and to help lift people up. That's what World Hope's about. The other point that I want to make Um, want to, to, to draw from today's scripture is that Abraham and Sarah gave from their ordinary and their everyday. We see that Abraham asked Sarah to bake the bread and then he went himself and he picked out the animal for, for roasting, which he then had his servant cook. And when the food was prepared, Abraham himself served the visitors They gave of what they had. They gave it willingly, participating and preparing and serving. Their attitude was, I get to serve, not I have to serve. Another one of our programs, um, which is in Sierra Leone, it's called the Enable, Enable the Children Program. This program is a multifaceted project that provides home-based therapy for children that are living with disabilities in Freetown. It seeks to promote an understanding of disability, um, understanding of disability issues within the local Sierra Leonean community and within family units there. And it mobilizes support for people living with disability. Support for this program is by way of child sponsorship. 
there's a church that partners with World Hope. And folk from this church actually uh, sponsor a number of children through our Enable the Children program. A couple of years back, they felt God's prompting to do more than just send a monthly amount of finances. They felt God saying, you need to step up and do more. So every year, this church funds a beach day outing for all the children and all the families who are part of our Enable the Children program. So when the world was allowed to travel, this church not only did they sponsor children individually, but they gave financially so that these children and their families could take a break from their everyday life. But that's not all that they did. As I said, when the world could travel, (laughs) this church also went. They went to Sierra Leone. They spent their time, their finances, to place value on these children and their families, to encourage them and to give them a day to remember. They went above and beyond. They not only sent the money for this special day, but they spent the money to go and to give of their time and serve on the day as well, to show love and value. Generosity is not a number, it's an attitude. And you know, extravagant generosity is not out of anybody's reach. In Luke 2, we read about the story of the widow who was at the temple and she dropped in a few coins into the offering plate. Jesus and his disciples, he saw her and Jesus said to his disciples, that widow has given more than those who were making a show and dropping in big bags of money because she gave everything that she had. She gave extravagantly. She had an attitude of generosity. And now I'm not advocating that you just give up absolutely everything and you, you know, make yourself um, destitute. That's not wise giving. The attitude of generosity needs to be as God prompts you and as you see a need and as you see opportunities to give and as he asks you to give. This week I was actually speaking to one of our, this is my final story and it's pretty awesome. Um, This week I was speaking to our partner organisation in Papua New Guinea where we support a a high school for students in a really remote area. There's no way for them to go to high school other than to have to walk 300 kilometres through, um, you know, over the mountains and rivers and through uh, other tribal groups, which is for them is quite dangerous because many times the tribes are fighting within Papua New Guinea. There's about 800-plus tribes in PNG. And... um, So we helped this partner organisation, Strickland Basavi Foundation, to establish a high school in this region so that students around that whole Strickland Basavi area in the Western Province could come. Some who were not, you know, it was a bit, a couple of days walk, they needed to, they could come and they could stay. Well, last year we actually launched that high school for the first time. So there was like 78 grade nine kids sitting in class for the first time ever. Um, an opportunity they had never had before, but unfortunately due to COVID, 
country regulation schools were closed in late September. But they didn't, these guys didn't let that opportunity of not going to school, that's not an opportunity, they didn't let the disappointment of not going to school um, to sit around and do nothing. They decided they wanted to help to build accommodation and the first thing they did was to build accommodation for the young women, the grade nine girls, so that they could have a safe place to sleep. And what they did was they used their own local materials. So they used the expertise that they had already learnt growing up in their village to build a local home. And they built this home specifically for the grade nine girls. But not only that, what they said was they wanted to do something extra. Just building a home for the grade nine girls was not enough. We want to build a veranda on the front now for the girls to have a nice place to sit. That's extravagant generosity, going above and beyond. So now the students will be able to have an opportunity to have an education because they've got a place to stay. Generosity is not a number, it's an attitude. So Abraham was sitting in the doorway of his tent looking out, looking for an opportunity to be a blessing. And when that opportunity came his way, he eagerly took it and he ran to do what was needed. He eagerly welcomed visitors and warmly invited them to stay and to rest and be refreshed with food and water that he and his family provided from what they had. As Christians... We are God's image bearers and as citizens of God's kingdom, we are called to live in love, creating a community of care and service where God's love is reflected in our lives and our love for each other. A love that reaches out with compassion to the vulnerable. So in the same way that Abraham had a posture of expectancy, a posture of looking for opportunity to be a blessing. And then he and Sarah gave what they had at hand. We are called to have a posture of generosity in that same way, in the way we live our lives, not only just financial, as I have talked about, a generosity in our words, in our actions like these young grade nine boys, in our attitude. Let me finish by praying. Father God, we thank you for your presence here with us today. And we ask that you would speak to each of us in the different ways that we can be seeing opportunities for generosity in our words, in our actions in our attitude, every day, within our family, within our work community, within our school community, anywhere at all, God, that you would just show us. And Lord, if you are asking for financial generosity, that you would prompt there as well. In your name we pray. Amen.
Make sure you come down the back table. I've got our annual report for the Enabler Children Program. Great reading. I've also got some child sponsorship cards for both the Philippines and the Sierra Leone program. So make sure you come and see me afterwards and have a chat. Thank you.